See what's happening. What's the haps on them cracks, dog? Oh man, what what a whoop. Now I'm over here. Get centered on my camera. Um just had a nice pizza calzone for breakfast. So I'm good to go for the day. I've been checking some headlineses uh, and such, such and so forth and such. And uh, over the weekend at Talladega Raceway, uh, Bubba Wallace, a uh, biracial NASCAR, NASCAR NASCAR driver uh, allegedly had a noose hung in his uh, somewhere near his car. Uh, at first I heard it was in his locker and then they said it was in the car locker room and okay what it boils down to is was not a noose. It was not a racial thing. The rope, there's a rope, okay, that you pull on to uh, open and close the garage door. And the rope has a loop at the end of it so you can reach up and grab it with your hand and get get it started pulling. So someone on his crew mistook this rope for a noose and reported it. Uh, and the FBI had to come in and, and, and investigate it as a hate crime. And like all weekend everyone was like, nah, this is BS. This this doesn't add up. NASCAR fans like, no, we're not those kind of people. Uh, we're not that kind of Southerners. And it turns out they weren't. They are not, you know, can't speak to every NASCAR fan, obviously, because there are millions, but um, this was not a racial thing. It was not a hate crime. It was uh, an overreaction by somebody on his crew that... Uh, because the rope that opens or closes the garage door is has a loop, loop-de-loop -loop on the end of it. They thought it looked like a noose. And I'm well. Anyways, it wasn't true. Uh, and I guess uh, Bubba has been uh, lashing out. Uh, he was on the Dawn Lemonade show. Uh, talk lashing out at NASCAR fans for not believing him. Uh, and to uh, give um, Bubba a bit of credit, uh, you know, his car is sponsored by Black Lives Matter, but I see pictures of him uh, standing with his hand over his heart for the national anthem. And I also see where he's wearing, he, he, you know, they were wearing... They were all wearing protective masks and 
Uh, his was an American flag mask. So, yeah, his car might be sponsored by Black Lives Matter, but I don't, I don't know how into his re their rhetoric he is. Of course, we know Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, but whatever. Uh, Michael Flynn has been uh, ad advocate, not advocated, adjudicated by a appeals court. The court ordered the judge to dismiss prosecution of Michael Flynn. So it does appear now that he is free and clear unless uh, the other side wants to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, and Michael Flynn's attorneys have been very good at picking apart the opposition and, you know, finding and demanding, you know, text messages, emails, uh, memorandums from... The FBI, where the FBI flat out, you know, between the the FBI agents in charge of this, they flat out said, "Let's get Michael Flynn to lie. Let's let's get him trapped in something that he can't get out of. Let's you know, let's go get him." And this is why a lot of people between the media, the state-run media, and those in the deep state, the shadowy figures behind the government, do not want to see uh, a term two of Donald Trump because it's going to come crashing down and hurt inside uh when old Trumpy Bay gets reelected, I'll get to that. I'll get Mo into that ladder. But talking about some peeps that are against our commander in chief, uh, Bloomberg has an article that caught my attention uh, from Bolton to Mattis. Trump faces aides turned adversaries. As President Trump's battle for re-election, blah, blah, blah. Former top aides and cabinet members, including John Kelly, James Madison, Mattis, I'm sorry, and John Bolton have turned against him. Well, shit fire, he fired them all. It's normal to have dissent in the ranks, but the Trump list of advisors turned detractors is striking in size. The seniority of its members and vehemence of their critiques, especially for a president known for known to prize loyalty. We we all knew when Donald Trump was elected, he was not going to be an easy person to work with. Because he's a no bullshitter, he's not a politician. He you know, he's known for saying you're fired. Uh, and, you know, like for years and years, for example, if somebody was doing something screwed up in the Veterans Administration, the VA, 
it was difficult to fire them. It was difficult to fire a government bureaucrat uh, because of uh, unions and just, oh, you know, the, the bureaucrats run things, you know. Uh, and so Trump made policies and, and things that said, no, we can fire you any time we want to if you're screwing up. So, you know, that's the, the thing with Trump. He don't play play the Washington games. You know, if these people like John Bolton wanted to go to war with Iran and he was agging Trump on and Trump maybe had other advisors saying, we don't need a war. We need like a decapitation strike on Salmani. Well, that's not what Bolton wanted. Bolton wanted war. So he got rid of Bolton. And then Bolton goes out and writes this tell-all book with notes from uh, meetings with the president. And it's possible that, you know, publishing these notes, even though they're Bolton's handwritten notes, this could be uh, an act of treason, could be uh, another type of crime. Uh, we're not sure yet. But, you know, Bolton turned again. I never trusted John Bolton. George Bush put him over at the United Nations. And I'm like, oh, this Bolton guy just looks like a jerk. You know, I, I, I tell you, I mean, I'm, I got facial hair right now because I'm lazy. But I don't know, man. Something about people that grow beards and stuff that are mustaches. Uh, I just think they're hiding behind it or something, you know? So let's read on here a little bit. Uh, their proximity to Trump has brought a devastating level of detail and credibility to their appraisals of his tenure. Perhaps the most damaging came last week when John Bolton's book, John Bolton, former National Security Advisor, released tell-all memoir, the room where it happened, <laughs> painting a deeply unflattering picture of the president. You know, the media and uh, <clears throat> the liberals have to do everything to get rid of Trump. He's just doing too much to, <clears throat> too much damage to their cause. And uh, these Washington insiders whether they're Dems or Republicans, have to protect their their seat. Uh, I read the other day. You know, Biden is not doing as good as well as, pardon me. The media is making it out to be. More to come on that, uh, but you know, Barack Obama had to come out of. Semi-retirement, I don't know if you would call it retirement just because he's not president anymore. I mean, Obama still does the speaking circuit. Well, anyways, uh, Obama had to come out and uh, raise money for Joe Biden. He had a $7 million fundraiser for Joe Biden. So Biden can't even raise money on his own. He cannot fight Trump on his own. That's why... John Bolton's book conveniently came out when it did. Uh, John Bolton could have written a book, and it would have been a good book, 
uh, maybe he has written books in the past. Shit, I don't know. Don't care either. Uh, but, you know, he could have written a book about the Bush administration. And it would have been the same book. Uh, but, you know, it would have been Bush instead of Trump. And maybe it would have been more flattering of President Bush. I don't know. But, um, anyways, back to the article. While Trump and his allies have disputed Bolton's account, the book adds to an already difficult time for Trump, dominating news cycles for a full week as public opinion polls indicate his popularity was already sagging. No, it's not. Uh, overhandling or sagging over his over over his handling of the virus pandemic. He, nobody could have done better at handling this than a businessman like Donald Trump. You know, he got the uh, private sector to work with uh, the government to make things uh, for our first-line workers. We, ne we never had people denied PPE. We never had one patient denied a respirator. Uh, you know, Trump said, well, gee, can't we, you know, we have good sanitizers, good cleaning products in this country. Can't we clean the protective masks and reuse them? And the media went, oh, Trump's an idiot. He wants to, you know, put the masks in a washer and dryer and, you know, wash the masks. You can't do that. Well, yes, you can. There's a special machine made by a company in Columbus, Ohio, that can clean masks and you can reuse them 20 times. Then he said, well, you know, maybe we can look at, uh, you know, if UV light kills the coronavirus, maybe we can look into shining light inside the body and scrubbing inside the body. And... The media put a different spin on it and said that Donald Trump says you should drink Clorox. He never said that. That's what the media told you he said. He never ever said that, homie. But there was a company that had already been working on a ultraviolet light that you could put down the ventilator tube put into the lungs and kill viruses inside the lungs with UV light. And they tweeted it out and Twitter took their and shut their account down, even though they're on the stock market and they're a publicly trained company and they have proof that they've been working on this. But because Trump said it thinking off the top of his head and this company uh, tweeted that Hey, yeah, we've already been working on that. Well, then, the media, uh, Twitter shut their account down. And the company had to fight Twitter to get back on the platform. You know? So... Anyways, there will be a link to this article in the description. I've had enough of it. 
all I can take of it. Come on, scroll faster. <clears throat> so, I don't know about what you knows, but I knows that this is ridiculous. They're doing everything they can in the meteor to keep Trump from getting re-erected and re-elected. And so, you know, this is why, I mean, well, I'll just say this, you know, I'm, you know, watching things on online talking of, uh, you know, former Democrats going, uh, I'm never going to be a Democrat again. I'm leaving the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I don't see that from the Republican side as much. I've heard it a couple of times here and there, but not in the mass droves that, uh, you know, people are leaving the... Democrat, filthy Democrat party, um, and so on and so forth and such whatnot. So, I see what Politico has to say. Unfortunately, Sandy Cortez <coughs> won her primary yesterday. I'm not sure she can win the general in November. Um, now, Sandy raised about five million bones. Last report I heard, and she may have raised more than that. But she raised a lot of money. All from outside of her congress, almost all, pardon me, from outside of her congressional district. And uh, her opponent was getting donations from Republican contributors. Her opponent was seen as a more moderate Democrat but odds are once this opponent got to Washington she would side with old Nancy and uh, a vote with the Democrat establishment which by the way when in the blue heck is Nancy Pelosi gonna hang it up I mean my gosh she's been in government She's so old, her picture's in Jesus' yearbook. That's how old she is. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Trump's no spring chicken. He's 70-something. But he's got the energy of a spring chicken. Um, I guess maybe Big Macs aren't as unhealthy as what people said they were. Uh, but anyway, he... Um, or, you know, have you noticed, like, okay, yeah, there are some younger people in the Democrat Party, like Sandy, that just make fools of themselves, and Ilhan Omar, who's an anti-Semitic racist, uh, and, you know, there's that's their young base, 
right? But then the main people in the Democrat Party are like these 1,000-year-old people. Nothing against 1,000-year-old people, but should they be running our government? Uh, you know, so, you know, at least Republicans, you know, we're kind of, the, the main group of our party are like, you know, 40s, 50s, younger. Mitch McConnell's like up there in age. Looks like General Akbar from uh, Star Wars, if you ask me. But anyways, or Admiral Akbar uh, from Star Wars. But anyway, I digress. Um, for the most part, though, it seems like the Republican Party is middle-aged and the Democrat Party is like the old codgers now. Grump, the, old, the grumpy old men. Grumpy old men and old witches that fly around on a broomstick. Except for Sandy. She's pretty. So, uh, let's see, read what Politico says about takeaways from Tuesday's primary. The left, the right, and the what? Uh, the, the left roared into Tuesday's primaries, hoping to unseat at least one entrenched Democrat congressman in New York City and derailed the Democrat establishment establishment's pick to face Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. Uh, they're going to they're going to have to wait at least a few more days to find out if they succeeded. But e but even though Tuesday night ended without final calls in many of the biggest primaries, the results clearly showed some incumbents are in serious trouble, and major trends are shaking both parties right now. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez or Sandy looks to get some new progressive backup in New York's congressional delegation next year. Trump's iron fist grip over the Republican Party seems to be slipping, and Senate hopefuls Charles Booker and Amy McGrath, McGrath yeah, are locked in a tight battle for Kentucky that Kentucky Senate nomination that belies McGrath's huge cash advantage and support from Washington power brokers. The virus drove a huge number of voters to cast absentee ballots, which won't be tallied in Kentucky or New York until next week. That's bullshit. In Ohio, the first numbers that come out the first ballots that are open on election night are the absentee ballots. And that's how it should be. This is how cheating and election rigging happens. They let those absentee ballots sit around until, <clears throat> uh, you know, after the election. And then they count them if they need them. In some of these states. That's what I think they're doing. So. We'll see what happens. 
but a lot of people voted absentee. That's important to note. Um, there's a video of CBS News of people rioting. Home to Booker's state. Yeah, that's okay. They're talking a lot about Booker and McGrath. Whoop. Let's see here. The end is near for Rep. Elliot Engel. I don't care about that subheading. Trump's primary clout takes a hit. The president's undefeated record in 2020 GOP primaries was shattered in North Carolina. He might have his new chief of staff to blame. Trump's pick, former Rep. Mark Meadows, in a solid Republican district in western Kentucky, Linda Bennett fell flat on Tuesday, losing by 32 percentage points to a 24-year-old Madison Cowthorn in a primary runoff. Okay, so Linda Bennett was Trump's pick to replace Mark Meadows, but she lost by 32% to 24-year-old Madison Cowworth, Cowthorn. Thought she had to be, well, maybe she'll turn 25 before November. Uh, Meadows' surprise retirement announcement late last year quickly raised suspicions about whether she timed it to help Bennett, a friend. Or he timed it to help Bennett, a friend of his wife, win the seat. Yeah, who cares? So Trump's pick lost. And Politico is saying that this shows that Trump's grip on Republican primaries is slipping. Well, the thing is, he couldn't go out and campaign for these people for the last three months. Uh, we know in 2018, candidates that Trump went out and campaigned with won the Senate seats. And that was, you know, in open general elections against Democrats. The candidates Trump went out and campaigned for won. So I wouldn't say his grip on popularity is waning in any way, shape, or form. Let's go down to the next subheading and see what... It has to say. Is America ready to wait? Yeah, see this is... Kentucky and New York aren't opening their absentee ballots for at least a week. Both states adjust to processing... As both states uh, adjust to processing more mail-in ballots than usual. See, this is why mail-in ballots are bad for are going to be bad in November because, you know, they want Trump to lose so bad, they're going to have ballots turning up magically out of thin air and say, oh, well, these were 
those absentee bouts that we haven't gotten to yet. I guarantee. Um, it's another one about uh, Cawthorn and uh, Madison or whatever. Not important. What's this next one? Biden takes dominant lead in poll as voters reject Trump on virus and race. So, this is a New, New York Times article. Uh, Biden and Trump, Biden leading Trump uh, when it comes to the virus and the ongoing racial situation in the United States. Um, that doesn't surprise me because the media has been telling people the lies that, you know, Trump is racist and blah, blah, blah. We all know it's the media who told you Donald Trump said all Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Donald Trump never said that. You know, he said that Mexico doesn't send us their best people. He said that there are rapists and murderers coming across our southern border. And he then he said, and I assume some good people too. Uh, this These polls are exactly where the numbers were in 2016 for Hillary when they said Trump couldn't beat Hillary. Uh, it says Biden has taken a commanding lead over President Trump in the 2020 race, building a wide advantage among women and non-white voters You know, I hate to say that, but that's pretty obvious. Even after what Bubba Clinton did to women uh, back back in the day, women voters have still consistently voted voted Democrat, and I can't understand why. Why? You know, uh, I know the abortion thing is like you know, turn some of them to Democrats, but I, I, I don't get it. There's got, there's more to it than that. And it's lies portrayed by the media. You know, Republicans want to control your body. Republicans want to control women's bodies. Okay, let's peep this here. You realize, you know, a woman or man, or anybody, is not allowed to put heroin in their body. That's illegal. Woman cannot kill her body. Suicide is illegal. Or else, if you know, if I see my neighbor out there putting a gun to her head, uh, I wouldn't be able to call the police and have them come stop her. Right? So, a woman cannot kill her body. Uh, if a so there are all kinds of laws, may it period, point blank, of what people and women can do with their bodies. So I, I don't buy that, you know, the Republican war on women is because we don't want you to murder unborn children. 
Uh, and it's disgusting the way some women talk about unborn children now that I'm on this rant. Uh, some of these liberal women that say that the the unborn baby is a oh shit is like a tapeworm feeding off a woman's body. You know, it's a like an insect or uh, I can't remember the word up for it now, but it's you know less than human. And it's feeding off the woman's body. How disgusting and ignorant is that? That we've devalued human life. Uh, that it's a parasite. That's what they call it. That an unborn baby is a parasite in a woman's body. Most women do not think that way. But the women on the extreme left uh, say that you know that's why abortion is, is okay. It's not a living, breathing human yet. That a baby is a parasite living off a woman's body. Give me a break. So. Non. Uh, so. Okay. Biden is leading among women and non-white voters. Uh, and making deep inroads in some traditionally leaning groups. They're shifting away from Mr. Trump, following his ineffectiveness. See, this now this is opinion. This is the reporter's opinion. What's what I'm about to say? Following his ineffective response to the coronavirus pandemic, according to a new poll of registered voters by the New York Times and Siena College. Well, gee, there are two unbiased groups. Uh, you know, how ineffective is it to save millions of lives? Now, all the media is focused on is 100,000 people have died. That's ter terrible. That's tragic. Okay, we get it. That number has been proven to be inflated. I just talked to somebody yesterday with First-hand knowledge. Their relative died. After the person died, they the hospital found they had COVID in their system. The hospital said, do you mind if we put this down as a coronavirus de death? Because then we'll get more money from the government. So proven fact, coronavirus deaths are inflated right there. I had a first-hand knowledge conversation with somebody. So you can't say Trump has handled the situation badly. Uh, Biden is currently ahead of Mr. Trump by 14 percentage points, garnering 50 percent. Trump has been unpopular president virtually his entire time in office again his approval ratings have been higher than Obama's at times depending on the time and the situation now his rally 
that no one attended allegedly, I would say it was 75 to 80% full. 10,000 people, 12,000 people attended Trump's rally. That's 11,990 more people than attended Biden's last rally. Okay. Furthermore, it broke internet and cable news viewership records with almost 20 million people viewing the rally. What the uh, Hazel decided that they were... Something crazy just happened. Okay, so that's the news right there. Um, news in my opinion. Uh, I see uh, Trump winning not only the Electoral College, but the... Um, Popular vote, pardon me. The same people are predicting the same things they predicted in 2016. Uh, this is voter suppression by the Democrat left, by the state-run media. And mind you, Do Donald Trump may be president of the United States, but he's not the leader of the state-run media. So when all these people are saying blah, blah, woof, woof, Trump's going to lose. And, you know, they're saying, well, you know, Biden is at 50%. Some polls have him over 50%. And Hillary Clinton last time around never passed 50% in the polling. Well, now that they've seen that, they've seen that Hill, uh, you know, they now can manufacture or rig their polling data differently to put Biden above 50% and try to surpass Republican voter turnout, suppress, pardon me, Republican voter turnout. But their problem is Trump is now back on the campaign trail. He did the Tulsa rally. He did a rally last night for Students for Trump. Uh, so now he's out and about again. He's running amok. He's on the loose. And he's going to be campaigning with uh, Republicans in these swing districts. Or districts that were former Republican districts. And the Republican chose to retire. And now uh, there's a chance the Republicans can take those back with a non-rhino, non-moderate candidate backed by Trump. So, we shall see. Uh, hopefully we shall be free uh, come November. And you know what? I don't believe in violence and I don't encourage it. But When Trump wins, the radical, radical left is going to go bonkers, ballistic. And we have to be ready to defend ourselves and fight back. 
the people that sit at home and go, hey, I just want to be left alone, man. We got to get vocal. We got to get out there. We have to be prepared uh, to stick up for ourselves and stick up for our, our point, our values. The silent majority has to get vocal again like we were in 2010 with the Tea Party, which was not a racist group. Uh, but anyways, screw you if you say the Tea Party was racist. Um, there was a Tea Party before Obama was president. Anyhow, but the silent majority has to get vocal again. We have to be loud. We have to be in their faces, just like the liberals are in ours. We got to be calm, level-headed, intelligent about it because we're better than they are. But we've got to stick up for our values, our beliefs, and our president. With, with that, God bless you. Thank you very much for watching. Like, share, subscribe. This has been The Panic Attack. Uh, if you're on Twitter, it's at the real underscore Big John. If you're on Facebooker, I am at John Morrow, a conservative op-ed page. And I think that's everything. So, like, share, and subscribe. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day. I'm an idiot. Why, do you, why would people even listen to me?